This is the We Spin Recipes podcast with Andrew Apanov. Hello everyone, Andrew Apanov here and you are listening to a special edition of the Wispin Recipes podcast. So this interview that you're about to hear was recorded at New Music Seminar in New York in June by Josh Ullman, our writer, who was there alongside uh, Corey Wolf, uh, our CMO. And uh, uh, the guys uh, have conducted a number of very interesting interviews over there. Uh, some of them uh, uh, will be published or have been published on the Data Music blog. And uh, this very chart is available uh, right here on the Wispin Recipes podcast. Please note that the quality of this recording is slightly below our standards because it was recorded right there uh, at the conference and it was uh, somewhat noisy over there, as you can imagine. Uh, we did our best to clean it up and uh, it's still interesting and uh, uh, here is what exactly you are going to learn. So this is an interview with Jim Hudson, a founder of iQusic, which is a brand new music discovery platform. So right, this is a hot and crowded space to be in today, honestly, but it's always interesting to see what solutions developers come up with to distinguish themselves from competitors in this market. And I have to tell you that uh, this is an interesting concept right here. I will comment uh, uh, personally here that if I just discovered the website of iQusic today and even went through um, all the descriptions available uh, there, I would be confused. So it's somewhat raw right now and uh, um, somewhat complex <laughs> and uh, it, it may not be extremely clear what exactly is going on right there. So remember that this is a new startup, they just launched, they are experimenting, testing new things out. So we're just um, uh, witnessing how a new startup unfolds. Uh, and the goal of this podcast episode is to try to understand how it works better and explain it to you uh, through the conversation with uh, uh, the founder of the platform himself. Uh, the concept is uh, pretty cool no matter what and uh, it's it's a game-like uh, thing as Jim mentioned himself somewhat like a fantasy football meets Kickstarter just for music and uh, uh, I highly recommend you watching the short video available on the website and we'll link to it in the show notes as well. So even before listening to this conversation, it will help a lot to watch this video to understand the basics of, uh, of this theme. So listen to the conversation. Uh, once again, uh, sorry for the quality. Remember, it was recorded right at the New Music Seminar Conference. And... Uh, let us know what you think in the comments. Thank you. This seems like a pretty cool idea. So, I can use it. That's how. Yeah, that's how it's pronounced. So, tell me about this. What, what exactly, you know, for our readers, what exactly is it? How do you come up with it? Sure. Well, I accuse the idea basically came from uh, listening to a couple of people stand around a pool. I, I was at a, there was a, an artist that was playing and we were just trying to break this artist. And I was listening to a couple of uh, hedge fund managers talk about their stocks. And they were saying, you know, 
I picked this one, I picked that one. And then I, I made the connection of, oh, how, how do you pick great music? And I saw all the ego that was tied up and who picked which stocks and, and they would never talk about their losers either. And there's, in the hedge fund world, there's a great objective way to measure that, you know, your results. But in the music world, it's much more subjective and for good reason because music is not you know, a financial instrument. It shouldn't be treated as such. But the genesis for the idea kind of came from that. Um, so it was, it was interesting. And then I molded over a few years. I was involved in a, another venture in real estate. But uh, the background of, of solving human problems with business solutions and trying to find a win-win financial situation was something that was gnawing at me. Well, it does seem like a really interesting thing. I noticed that people, there's a lot of ego tied up. In. So what exactly does how does the service work? Yeah, so essentially we're in phase one right now. So we're just rolling out. So it's a crowd discovery platform and ultimately it'd be a crowd discovery and crowdfunding platform. So in the crowd discovery part, what we've done is gamified the discovery of music in a way that serves both the artists and the fans. So the key is it's a place where artists right now we're using YouTube API. And if artists have their music up on YouTube, fans can create what we call a playoff with their friends privately or publicly and pull down, say, the latest three months of videos in indie rock, as an example. And they go through those and they try to find the ones that are going to do better than all the other ones in that group. And if they pick them early, the earlier they act, the better their potential. So you get to compare... If they pick them early, we run algorithms that calculate their IQ. And fans get to compare IQ with each other. So we totally gamify the discovery piece. Wow. Okay, so now, dumb question, but what do you mean do better? So, yeah, that's a great question. Is that in the views of the video? Yeah, we, we take into account a number of different elements out there. Uh, we take the information from YouTube, so it's views, comments, likes, and we apply them in different ways. It's a proprietary algorithm because we don't want people gaming it. But ultimately, right now, it's kind of views. In the long term, we're going to look at a lot more of the uh, social metrics outside of the YouTube platform. So include how that so song is tying in other different social It's Almost like a clout maybe to use yeah, some, yeah. something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, yeah. I have no idea how the guts of it work. But um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Yeah, when we first started pitching the idea, I was having, it's a little complicated and I was having trouble, you know, getting it to people. So I basically said, you know, it's fantasy football meets Kickstarter, but for music. And so phase two will be where an artist can actually post an early version of a demo on our system. And instead of, we call it IQing the song when you get behind the song and put your name behind it. Because you're only, you're putting, as a fan, you're putting your personal reputation behind it. The whole world can see that in a public playoff that you IQ them. And that's good and bad. <laughs> you know? but, um, so in phase two, uh, when you go to IQ, someone will have the opportunity to pre-buy a production version. So you'll get a limited edition demo copy plus a high-quality digitally numbered copy, meaning I was the fourth person to get behind the song. And so we give the fans something for their money, and that money is then used by the artist to determine whether or not they actually should go to production and they have enough fans. And the nice part about for the artist, more so than the money, is that they will have, say the artist says, okay, I'm going to go to production if I get a thousand people behind this, right? They have a thousand people that are highly motivated to get this song out because they want their IQ to go up. Right. Yeah. Well, this is a, you, you mentioned it a couple minutes ago to use a business solution to solve a human problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, I love violence, right? 
And I don't know why everybody likes Instagram so much, but it seems apparently what you're talking about. It's like, yeah, there's this big community on Instagram. People like to share. There's a lot of ego tied up. Oh, yeah. And so what we focused on, you know, if you think of value only in financial terms, it's kind of a messed up world, right? But if you think of value in different ways, so what we find out in our research is, Nobody wants to buy music. I shouldn't say nobody, but 70% of people don't want to buy music, and they don't plan ever to. And that's what happened with the music market in the last 10 years. We all know that story. But we dug deeper. We said, okay, uh, why don't you want to buy music? Well, we're paying the man or, you know, the artist. So if you, if you ask the same people that won't pay for music, whether or not they would pay if they knew it was directly helping the artist, about 15% of them would. And then if you ask them whether or not they would pay for music, if they got something to show for it, as well as helping yeah, artists, that number jumps to about 30%. So it's a significant number of people that want to get behind something, but they don't want a commodity that pays the machine. They want to help the artists. And you've seen that. I mean, Kickstarters and Indiegogo, there's hundreds of millions of dollars that are flowing through those systems. Why? Because people want to help the artists. The thing that's nice about us is there's a price point at which you want to help people. So we're getting it down back to, you know, between a dollar and two dollars which is much more in the mainstream of, of what, you know, disposable income. You don't think too much about making a $1 purchase. Right, right. You know, it's, it's Kickstarter, it's more like, oh, shoot, maybe 10 I'll feel cheap if I don't do 25 Right, know. right. It's an old, like, weird thing. Yeah, so yeah. And, and the artist is going hat in hand, right? Yeah. In our case, it's helping the artists. But the fans are doing it because they want their IQ to go up. It's great that they're helping artists, but they're self-serving. So everyone gets value out of it, but the value is not all financial, right? That's very interesting. So it's launched, it's working, it's going? Yeah, so phase one's launched. Uh, we're actually having our coming out party here. We have some beta apps that are available if you want to sign up for beta. Um, and so, um, uh, so we're just going to test it and harden it a little bit and make sure it's ready for prime time. And then we're going to open it up the gaming portion of it on YouTube, we're going to open it up. But it is open now. You can go to iQusic.com and hop on right now. Um, but it's you know it's a mobile world, and so having the apps is going to help yeah, quite a bit. Especially, I would think yeah, something like that could be addictive like that in a good way. So, from the musician perspective, so how can any musician be part of this? Right now, uh, yes. What they basically need to do is put their stuff up on YouTube and tag it properly. Uh, we go out and uh, we don't bring in at this point in time. We're not bringing in tunes musician by musician. We'll, we'll create this context called a playoff. So it'll say every tune in the last three months in blues that's come out on YouTube. And if you happen to fall into that category as a musician, your tune will flow into that playoff. And then people will use that playoff either privately to compete with their friends, and, but you as a musician will be able to see drill down on your tune and say, okay, these are 100 people that I acute at. And then you could click on that person and say, this is the profile of the people that I acute at. And you could click on that person and say, oh, these are all the people that this person is influencing. So you can get a feel for the whole music network and influencers as well. Now, so question about that demographic. Um, so, right, so um, I'm a musician too. So it's a lot put someone there, tag it properly. And are you planning on an interface where I can go to your site as an artist? Is it, and get that, maybe sell that, or, or is that yeah, something yeah, that would have to do yeah, we're, we're, for The answer is, is yes, we don't have it yet. But when we, if you tag your song in, in phase two, the crowdfunding piece, if you tag your song as, yes, I'm open to this thing being funded, you'll get access to all those stats. We want you to have those stats because if you think about it, 
I think we could do the industry a big favor if we get rid of a lot of songs. <laughs> um, I mean, no, no harm because yeah. there's 60,000 a month or so coming out. And, and so there's just too much noise out there. So our hope is that if you put out something as an artist and it's a rough cut and everyone knows they're listening to a rough cut. So we give you a safe place to put that, right? And people are listening to it. And you can say, well, you know, there's a hundred songs here that are kind of in my space, in my genre with other artists and things. And on average, those songs are getting 45 seconds of listen time, but mine's getting six seconds. Huh. I may want to do something about that. Uh, I may want to move on to the next song or vice versa. I, I may be getting, you know, play through 90% of the time. I may be onto something. I may want, actually want to put a lot of money into production here. Um, so we'll give that information. Um, we don't plan on charging for that. We want that to happen. So, so you, oh, well, that's an interesting thing. So you think it can actually make the seat better, not just distribute it? Yeah. So what's what's cool about it, so you got this playoff, right? And let's just take a, a microcosm example. You have five friends, and you pull on a play. Which genre, genre do you play in? Say blues. Okay. So you pull down, uh, you know, all the blues that tunes on YouTube. We're going to be doing SoundCloud in the future as well. So you pull this down and uh, you respect these friends for their musical taste. And you go through, you know, between the group of you, you go through a thousand songs, but 10 of them pop up. So you can just filter by, okay, what songs did me and my friends IQ boom, hit a playlist. Now you got a playlist of the best blues songs in the last three months. It's beautiful. Or I can go to you and, and as say I tagged you as an influencer, I may not even know you. And we keep anonymity in place, so I only know your public name. But I can see the fact that I really like this guy's taste. I want to get alerts whenever he's picking something. So it almost makes people into mini records. Like, yeah, they become, they could, well, yeah, it could be a, a garage in our, in our function, right? Some kid in a garage can do it. Well, the other way, you know, is the financial sense. You can look at it as a, a market maker. So these people are actually the, they're at the nexus of influence because whenever they do something, all this follows. Wow, that's, you know, this, is, this is quite exciting. It's big. It's, it's, it's big. I see why you're here and why yeah, you're we're excited about it. This is, this is cool. And I had a, another question about, oh, yes, yeah, so if I, from a songwriting perspective, and this might be just a, a simple question of like good songs. They are. And it might also be a question that you might not want to answer with your algorithm, but are there things that artists should aim for that are specific to this platform when writing songs? Yeah, that's actually a really good question. So one of the challenges we have in communicating is we get some pushback around this concept of IQ. And if you ask what, and I actually wrote an article about this, you can probably Google it and find it, but if you ask people what music IQ is. It's different depending on who you ask. So if you ask an A&R AR, AR person, it's one thing. If you ask an artist, it's another. And so we don't want to pretend to be able to judge what good music is because good music does not necessarily mean that it ever is going to have more than 10 followers. It could be a great piece. What we're doing is just measuring the social metrics that are out there to determine whether or not it can get social traction. And that's what we're calling music. We're not saying that, that, that you know, Mozart, you know, clearly had a different concept of music IQ, right? Right. We're not, yeah. not going to be trending on Facebook right <laughs> yeah. now, right? right. So. But, but it, you know, it's brilliant. Right. So um, to answer your question about, you know, what artists can do on our platform, mm-hmm. it really is, if you're the kind of artist that, that's not doing this art for a hobby, you're trying to put bread on the table you're going to want to attract users and followers, and therefore you're going to have to conform 
to what a niche wants to listen to. The nice part about it is eventually, not today on our system, you will be able to see what those niches look like because you'll be able to see the followers, what they're listening to, and then you can listen to what they liked and determine what influences you want to put in your music. And that's, I think, different than just being formulaic. Because you can you can say there yeah there is a little niche down here like you know I saw an artist last night and I was like well this is this kind of crazy but there's something there that I like so maybe if I was I'm not a musician but maybe if I was I would like to incorporate pieces of that because I actually saw how the crowd reacted to that so that's a long answer to a short question you you can't really game it but know that you're working in the concept of all the social metrics that we can gather. And it's not an assessment of the brilliance of your music. Of course, of course, yeah. Well, no, that's that's a good and a nuanced answer to it too. So I appreciate that, and I think that's neat that the insight it will give the artist about who's listening to what, and sort of how, how to tap into that. So, well, that is, that's very very interesting. So, um, so right. So if an artist wants to join on today, so. How would they do that? Yeah, there's there's really no joining. Uh, oh, they they basically all they do right. is put their stuff up on YouTube, right. and we will pull it in as a function of if you're in blues, we'll, and it's so, you know we tend to go back our default settings are three months, but a user can override that. So if you went on today and created a blues contest and you had put out something that was in the last three months, as long as it doesn't contain like a lot of junk in it, it'll probably make it through our filters. And it should be up in everybody's, anybody else that creates a blues contest, they should see your song. Awesome. And so, and you just, so you just pull in by hashtag, is that, so in other words, if I upload a song and I wanted to show up in your thing, I would tag it as blues. Yes, yeah, in the uh, YouTube tags. Right, right, right. right. We cross-reference with uh, Freebase, I don't know if you're familiar with that. It's it's a, giant data relationship in the sky. YouTube uses it to do some of the... Re- so, so for example, we don't pull in St. Louis Blues hockey team theme songs. Oh, oh, right, right, you know, right. And it tries to uh, provide the taxonomy yeah, for, for pulling this stuff. But, you know, it, so right now an artist doesn't have to do anything. They just do what they're already doing. But what they can do is when they're over on our system, you know, they can create a contest that has their song in it and people listen to all their other songs. If they like it, they'll get the, you know, they'll get to see all the songs in that category in that time space that are doing well and see how they stack up against it and, and so like so for them to, to specifically you're yeah, right so if i'm a so artist and a user so right. i go in as a user right. and i'll just hypothetically wrote new york mm-hmm. Blues mm-hmm. or whatever right and I put it in can i specifically go and get that one in or just need to make sure it meets the criteria of the past three months yeah yeah uh you can't specifically get it okay. in. um but that criteria we leave it up to the user. We just give them a preset so they don't get the 60,000 songs of junk. You know, They could undo those presets and pull them all in, but it'd be a really frustrating playoff for everybody that they invited to that playoff because you would get tons of junk in there. That's just the nature of the data source. Right, right. Can't do much about it. We don't personally curate that. So that's neat. So it's sort of a self-governing mechanism. <laughs> you know, we, we struggle with that because what's in and what's out, and we couldn't decide, you know. Uh, so... We find uh, in certain genres, they're pretty clean. You know, 60, 70, 80% of the stuff comes right through and it's good quality stuff. In other places, uh, and I'm not picking on any genre, it's just a nature like hip hop. Uh, you'll get, you know, a lot of battles, you know, where people be doing battle and there's snippets that are just like taken in a living room of two brothers, you know, and they're really not meant to be production quality. They're just meant to put out there for right. fun. Right. When you get... A thousand of them a month it becomes a problem so we'll filter out the word battle as a default you can undo that filter 
but you're going to deal with all that stuff. So it's imperfect, but sounds pretty close, you know, though. Uh, you know, it will get better over time. And we also we actually put in some mechanisms to self filter. So if you created a playoff that you want with your friends and you're going through it, you can click on something that says, you know, uh, delete this video from the playoff. It doesn't delete it from our system, but it means your friends don't have to waste their time on it. And if, you know, two people do it, we take it out of the system. If two people in different playoffs do it, we actually do at that point in time determine whether it's inappropriate for it to even be on our system. Gotcha. So we, we're kind of crowd curating along the way. But right now it's, it's brand new, so that curation hasn't kicked in yet. Well, that is awesome. Do you have anything else that you wanted to add? I mean, I think that pretty much covers it. It's very yeah. forward, very exciting. No, I mean, we're, we're, we're thrilled. I think anybody that wants to check out our system, it, it's free to do the gaming portion. I can't wait to be able to help the artist because that's kind of why we got into it to begin with. This first problem was I was trying to solve back at that pool party. It's like, how do we actually get money to the artists in a way that's objective where they can get information that they need to either... Yeah, this is a bad song. Right there. You know, there's a lot of money wasted because a lot of people are blowing smoke to artists. You know, it's all their all their friends and families. Oh, that's great, honey. You're doing great. And they really need, you know, shoot, there's a hundred songs that are just like mine and mine's doing the worst. And these are just people that I don't know. You know, or mine's doing the best. That's that's what we need to know. So I think people can channel, rechannel their resources. So just encourage people to get on it and, and start having fun with it and let us know what they like and what they don't like. And uh, we'll get better with time. We're not perfect, but I think we're on to something big. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too because. It takes the music is so subjective, yeah. but if you can spread it across enough people, then you can start to see what's a trend, what's happening. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting because I, I talk to uh, just for example people that feel like they're on the leading edge of music. You know, there's bloggers and stuff that are making a living trying to find the newest stuff. And uh, would they want to be part of this system? And it's an interesting one because if they do and they're actually not very good at it, they risk their career. So we've created this private and public context so they can actually do it and compete by themselves in private. But if they want to do something in public, they can too. But they're safe to explore in our system uh, so they don't blow their reputation. Uh, and, and just as an example for me, you know, uh, I like rhythm and blues, but I like seeing new music. And I may not be very good at it, but I, I still would like to see it and check it out. So I may create a, you know, a jazz genre, which I know nothing about, and go through it and IQ this one just to see how I do, but it's not reflecting on my public profile. And then I could always go back to those songs and have a playlist from it, knowing that I got, you know, I got a couple of nice songs to mix in. But I, I wouldn't claim to be anyone that could remotely figure out whether or not this song is going to do better than the other ones. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So much. That was awesome. I really do appreciate that. Cool. Jim from IQ's Thanks a lot to Jim and Josh for your insightful conversation. If you want to learn more, then head over to the website of iQusic, which is iqzic.com. And uh, yeah, so you can just check it out. Once again, if you're a musician, you don't really have to do anything to appear on the platform right now. You just uh, want uh, your music to be on YouTube and tagged with uh, your genre appropriately so most probably you 
I have already done that, uploaded some uh, sounds of yours, even if uh, uh, it's not a music video, but just audio. Remember, it's always good to have your music, at least some of your music on YouTube, and uh, always fill out uh, the tags, uh, and it's crucial to mention um, your genre in the tags section in any case. And uh, yes, so soon it will be possible to sign up as a musician for some additional bonuses and features. Let's see how it develops and uh, what, what, what comes out of uh, this project. If you have any feedback, let us know as always and till next Friday. You have been listening to the We Spin Recipes podcast. Learn how we can help you improve your music career at wespin12.com. We Spin12.